got some news on the Hunsaker case, Raj. That was quick. So was the autopsy. They're not calling it a suicide. What? Surprise, surprise. First off, coroner found evidence she used barbiturates. Mm. Brilliant detective work. There were pills all over the place. Right, right. That, that, that's not the surprise. Surprise is someone doctored the pills. Jesus. Every capsule was loaded with drain cleaner. If she hadn't jumped, she would have been dead inside 15 minutes. Yeah, this case stinks. Hey, Raj, uh, you know, Lieutenant you look Campbell, younger with the beard. Thanks, Captain. Lieutenant oh, Campbell, yeah. He shaved the beard. Some detective. There are two more things. Shoot. First. Condition of the sheets in the mattress indicate that someone else was in the bed with Amanda just before she died. That's A. What's B? B is I'm supposed to tell you you're breaking in a new partner in on this. Partner again? Yeah, some cat he's on loan from dope. Real burnout on the ragged edge. Oh, perfect. Gun! Gun! Raj, meet your new partner. What's up and welcome back to another episode of The Rotten Potatoes where four friends review movies that you absolutely should have seen already. My name's Tyler and I'm here with three of my best friends. What's up? I'm Zach. I'm Scott. And I'm the Lord of the Dance. And the Lord <laughs> himself has graced us with his presence. Uh, it, you know, in technical difficulties after technical difficulties, uh, we're, we're finally all together. We're not remote. However... We didn't bring the SD card to like capture this, which is a problem. And we also didn't bring headphones. So this is the first time we're like hearing each other in open air like on this natural podcast. Voice, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know that I like it. It feels like we're pretending to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically what we're doing anyway. <laughs> yeah, we we've always just been pretending. Oh, people aren't listening to this? <laughs> we're not even publishing this. Yeah, we've just been lying to you guys. We're just sending you links to, like, things, but it's not, that's not public. Have you just been, like, paying my friends and family to, like, talk about it? Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, none of them have actually listened. They That's why they never give specifics. They're just like, oh, Jake, you're so funny. It's <sighs> uh, making a lot of sense. And they're like, oh, I don't like Zach. No, <laughs> yeah. my family, my family loves Zach. <laughs> You've been paying people to say I'm not good in this. I've been paying Jake's people. I've been paying your people to say that you're great. But oh, I've been paying Jake's people to say that you. And suck. paying my people to say that they don't like Jake. Yeah. Uh huh. So that you're pitting us against each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, much like uh, Richard Donner, the director of this movie, did with with the actors. Have you been paying Jake to pick bad movies? Yeah, yeah, I have. Thus, I think I pick really good movies. <laughs> <laughs> what we do is we. Um, get a waffle and, <laughs> <laughs> and we just set it between them and they have to fight over who yeah. gets the waffle. Yeah. yeah, Jake always takes the last waffle. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, we are doing, I'll, I'll explain that joke in a little while, but <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are uh, reviewing uh, Lethal Weapon. Um, this one was my nomination and uh, I predicted that Zach would hate this movie. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear what he has to say, but, uh, yeah. Uh, who, uh, who all had seen this? Was it just me and Scott that had seen this I before? I had seen it before. Yeah. I had not. Yeah. And I, I had neither. All right. Well, I'll, I'll reserve Zach's take. I'm, I'm super interested to hear what Jake thought. So, uh, first thing I'm going to say is, uh, at first when you said lethal weapon, I thought about the naked gun and I was like, okay, cool. You know, uh, <laughs> and, and, the Leslie Nielsen spoof. Yeah. And then I, and then I saw it and I was like, oh, this isn't the movie I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> so I thought I had seen it going into it and I was, I was just wrong uh, about that. That's pretty funny. How long did it take you to figure out what the spoof was actually called? Uh, like a couple minutes. I was like, oh wait, this, this isn't, this isn't that because like I, I remember, you know, like the cover art and everything. And I just on that, I just remembered seeing the words lethal weapon. Uh, and then uh, probably like 10 minutes. I was like, naked gun. I oh, shouted nice. it out loud. <laughs> naked gun is a fantastic movie, though. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember thinking it was funny. I like it more than airplane. I didn't love airplane, so I probably I like it like more airplane. than airplane, too. Yeah. I like hearing about all of the times you talk to yourself while watching movies. It's uh, the pandemic has done that to me. Like, I don't think like I went to see a movie in theaters and I had to be like, oh, I can't speak right now. 
Like I have to be quiet. You're just so used to just talking to yourself during movies. Now. Yeah, I've gone insane. <laughs> Uh, what are you typically saying during movies? Just like whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all he's saying is like something happens and he goes whatever. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> that into it. Yeah. Like, like whatever. In this movie, it was a lot of man. I could do some clogging to that horn uh-huh. Go, coming in the background. Mm. Yeah. We, that sounds like some good <laughs> Instagram content. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> that we might need to make happen. Yeah, I, I tried to buy some special clogs uh, for the show, and uh, you can't you can't buy wooden clogs for cheap. Let me tell you. No, you cannot. They're and like they start at like forty bucks, right? Yeah, I, I, the ones I saw were like sixty. Okay. Uh, and the the special like the the ones I use, being Lord of the Dance, if you see them, you have to get stomped on. So yeah, yeah, we can't put yeah. those on Instagram. No, if that went out in the internet, it would be bad. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But all in all, I didn't like this movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> just bringing it back. Uh, it, it was, honestly, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. I think Zach kind of helped me because he texted me as like, this is so bad. And then I was like, I was expecting, <laughs> I was expecting worse than I got, but it was, I still, uh, it was rough. It was rough to get through. I got through it in two parts, actually. I started watching it by myself and then uh, I was hanging out with old man Dan, and we finished it up the next day. Oh, nice. So I watched half of this movie with Dan, who was like 30 when it came out, I think. I think he, <laughs> I think he told me he saw it for his 30th birthday. Yeah, that um, makes sense. That, that, yeah. that tracks. That adds up. <laughs> well, uh, Zach, what, uh, we, we've kind of heard. But was I right? Did you, in fact, hate this movie? Not really, actually. Because here's the okay. thing. I, I texted Jake that, and I was pretty early into the movie. Oh, okay. I was pre-Riggs and Murtaugh getting together and becoming partners. So, essentially, all you had seen was just uh, a drugged-out girl jumping from the roof of a I had seen that. I had seen um, Murtaugh's... 18 year old daughter come in and have a conversation with him while he's in, in the, the bathtub. Yeah. 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 Which was really weird. And then you saw Riggs fully naked. Yeah. Fully naked. <laughs> and then almost kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. Set to Clapton's sexy soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> but also, what you saw was uh, Riggs do that drug deal or whatever and oh, then just yeah. kill everybody. Yeah. And then there's a part in there like, have you ever like played a video game like a shooter and turned your sensitivity up all the way, uh, and then just like <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what that means. Okay, so like, like your, your sen- movement, yes. Yeah, so, so like you just move oh, quicker. Okay. That is like there's a there's a part in there where uh, he's like where he rolls, yeah he's just rolls, and it's like yeah I'm like oh he's just sensitivity insane and he's just <laughs> spinning and spinning and spinning. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, it it uh, I think it took me like a little bit to to. Uh, adapt to this movie because it really start. I mean the entire time it's it's pretty over the top but it, I actually hit a point where I was having fun with it yeah um, and especially when Murtaugh and Riggs become partners I think they have a lot of really fun chemistry yeah and overall I actually found myself having fun with the movie okay and kind of enjoying it like I was pretty into it I feel like because I love uh, the nice guys which is yeah. Shane Black it's his most recent buddy cop movie I think he's had a couple different iterations of it but obviously this is his most well-known one and his original one yeah um, and so I feel like I kind of saw flashes of that you yeah. know which, oh sure which was really fun for me um, yeah like early development of his yeah yeah I really actually enjoyed Mel Gibson and Danny Glover um, I had fun watching them I thought the the story itself was pretty fun I feel like I would have really actually quite enjoyed this movie up until the end the end i feel like it just kind of hit a point of diminishing returns where it just went a little too ridiculous and i'm sure we're going to talk about the end a lot um i have no clue what you're talking about (laughs) it was was super 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 grounded yeah Yeah. i think that happens all the time scott's never been sarcastic really yeah trust Mm. me i know a lot of police officers you know (laughs) (laughs) well it is kind of funny uh they uh they worked really closely with uh, the LAPD. So uh, Riggs and Murtaugh spent weeks like shadowing, like going on yeah. ride-alongs and shadowing the LAPD. And Richard Donner, the director, uh, like worked really closely with the LAPD and the LA Sheriff's Department to make sure that their portrayal of cops was believable. 
So it's normal to like find a bad guy and instead of arresting him, just like have a duel off. Oh, yeah, apparently in the neighborhood, have a big fight. Just a hu- yeah, <laughs> a huge brawl. <laughs> yeah, at, at what that all the cops are just watching. Watching. Yeah. At they, what point in cop training do they cover like the tactical ground rolling? That he does at the beginning. I think that's like I think that's advanced level cop okay. training. Yeah, I, I I think that's like shadow company level. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but overall, I mean, I thought that the movie was a little ridiculous. I thought the I I thought the score was really funny. Yeah, I liked the score, but it felt like it was just like it never fit the movie. <laughs> it was more of a laugh track than it yeah. was. Yeah, like yeah, but it, I had fun with it. I thought it was funny, but no, overall, like I thought the movie was pretty fun. Like if if someone suggested like let's watch Lethal Weapon two, I'd be into it. We uh, <laughs> I I will say I think that Lethal Weapon two and three I have a lot more fun than Lethal. Usually, really, like I don't really go back and watch the first one. Uh, the fourth one really jumps the shark, like really jumps oh, yeah. the shark. But two and three are a lot of fun. I think there were some legitimately like funny one-liners too yeah. that I really enjoyed. Oh, where it yeah. wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is funny because it's stupid. It was just legitimately funny. Yeah, yeah. Like when uh, they're talking about, I forget. They first meet each other, Murtaugh and Riggs, and then uh, Murtaugh says God hates him, and then Riggs <laughs> yes. looks right at him as wide-eyed as I've ever seen a person be, <laughs> and say, "Just hate him back. Works for me." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely actually laughed at that. that was- <laughs> Scott, you'd seen this movie once before. I have. Do you want to go into just the facts before we? No, keep no, going? no. Let's just you do that. I'll I'll talk about why I nominated this movie, and then okay. we can do just the facts. Uh, yeah, I I'd seen this movie before. Uh, to me, it's like the typical '80s cop movie. Like, I don't know. It. I I've seen this probably three or four times. It's nothing special to me, but it's not like bad. Like yeah. it's just like oh yeah, Lethal Weapon. Like just a couple of cops doing stupid things, saying funny things to each other. Yeah. Beating up people on people's front lawns. Like, Can that be our episode description <laughs> on Spotify? <laughs> cops doing cop things. Cops just cops, yeah. Just By the way. stupid things, saying funny things to each other. Speaking of episode descriptions, I do have beef. Uh, I saw that Spirited Away didn't even get a description. <laughs> <laughs> no description needed. Yeah. <laughs> it was just It was just blank. <laughs> And I was like, man, okay. <laughs> Keep it. That's hilarious. Especially since Spirited <laughs> Away was supposed to get the uh, the Japanese anime Men in Black. As the <laughs> they, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did I did put that on Instagram. I did see that. So I did see that. Just yeah. on Spotify, I, it's nothing. I've got to address real quick before I talk about my feelings about this movie. I've got to address the, the fans. Uh, I have gotten more hate mail <laughs> in my DMs. <laughs> Over spirited away than I've ever got about anything in my life. I love and I've that. made some waves on social media before. <laughs> so, <laughs> how, how has being canceled like affected your life? <laughs> Honestly, the fate, the, uh, the fate, the hate fuels me. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. What What are some things that people are saying? Like, what What's some hate that you've gotten? I mean, most of it is like people saying like, uh, w- like we can't be friends anymore type stuff. Jeez. I don't think it's like super serious. Yeah. But I was. Except for Jake. Yeah. yeah, except for Jake. Jake did, Jake did DM me and said we can't be friends anymore. He waited till after the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I waited after it aired. And, to his face. And then, I, and then I threw our contract in his face. And so he's agreed to be cordial for the podcast, but Got we're it. not hanging out outside of this anymore. Oh, I thought you were saying you had a friendship contract. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no I tore was, that up. He yeah, he tore that up. <laughs> to was, be your friend. No it, matter it turned out that was legally unenforceable. Got it. But uh, the <laughs> So you did have one. <laughs> I did have one. It just wasn't yeah. held up in a court of law. Yeah, it could not be. Yeah, it wouldn't hold up in court. But uh, yeah, so just so you guys know, I, I heard all of your things. I also got tons of people come out of the woodwork uh, to defend Spirited Away, mostly by like vehemently uh telling me all of the other anime that i need to watch in order to understand spirited away better. do you know what you should do <laughs> you should just start nominating those movies just to hate them i really lean into it my average up jake i mean okay. i think this one's gonna tank it a little bit but. by the way i just updated the spirited away uh summary that goes out it now just says japanese anime men in black <laughs> perfect <laughs> 
but yeah, Lethal Weapon is one of those movies. I think the first time I saw it, I, I was uh, probably, I, I was definitely a teenager, but I was probably like 13 or 14 and immediately fell in love with it and the franchise. Uh, I I love this franchise. It's up there for me, like in terms of like nostalgia and just personal enjoyment with like uh, the James Bond franchise. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I loved the nice guys. I mean, the nice guys was really just a perfect movie. Uh, I feel like. But I loved it in part so much because I saw so much of like Riggs and Murtaugh in these char- in those characters. I feel like it would have been really fun to have watched the nice guys having seen yeah. Lethal Weapon first. Yeah, it yeah. really was. Lots because of nods. It, it was a ton. Yeah, like pl- lots of nods, and 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 it really was just like a culmination of Shane Black's work. Yeah. Uh, especially since he directed. Uh, the nice guys. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it was a little bit of like a full circle for him. He finally got to have like, you know, sort of the, the actual creative control of production. Um, and I feel like, you know, this is just, yeah, this is just a franchise I love so much. But like I mentioned, the first one is not my favorite. But if you haven't seen any of them, you kind of got to start the first one. There really is like a an arcing story. Story. Not, not like, not, there's not an arcing plot. It's just the character development. Sure. Can I ask? Oh, go for it. I was just going to ask, why do you prefer the second and third one over the first? I think they're just better made. Oh, okay. Um, and I think they're better stories. Uh, gotcha. Like, it, it's, it's still a little unbelievable plots, but, like, they're more believable plots than, uh, yeah. And, and they just really get into, in the second and third, especially in the third, they're in full swing of, like, inside jokes and recurring bits. Oh, okay. You that know sounds what I mean? Cool. Like, yeah. Which is a lot of fun to yeah. just kind of, like, see these things come back over and over again. Like, Mel Gibson just keeps jumping with jumpers into bags just yeah, every yeah, five yeah. minutes. Every, yeah, it just happens a ton. Well, and the line, I'm getting too old for this yeah, shit, happens get- in every one that of them. That was what I was going to ask is he's in it. In the rest of them, so he's too old for this for three more movies. Yeah, yes. and and that's part of the joke is it, like he he's uh, Murtaugh is going to retire in every movie, and then mm. like Riggs kind of like keeps him around, um, and so that's sort of like their relationship is that like Murtaugh grounds Riggs, but Riggs keeps Murtaugh young, um, and then by the fourth movie, it's we're too old for this shit. Like they, they don't, it's not Murtaugh's just saying it anymore. Like yeah. both of them are like, oh yeah, we're, we're too old. For so this. there's a lot of like key, like character development as oh, it goes yeah, on. Oh yeah, a ton. Does Murtaugh's wife's cooking ever get better? Uh, no. It's always How, bad. However, she does become a very successful, uh, illicit book author. Oh, okay. <laughs> does Riggs's wife ever come back to life? She does not. <laughs> okay. She does not. Although he does he deal... He does get another love interest. He does get another love interest. <laughs> is yeah. it the daughter? No. Murtaugh's no. daughter? No, but that is a that is a joke That's throughout. An it's an yeah. ongoing joke, yeah. Yeah, that was a bit of the movie I didn't think was great. Yeah. It was... I was uncomfortable. It was the 80s, man. <laughs> yeah, man. There's Anything something about the went, 80s yeah. that goes in the 80s. I just... I don't like... I don't know what it is. Not a whole lot of good came out of the 80s. Yeah. Especially I mean, not 80s, 80s men. Are you like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott, you want to jump into a little bit of just the facts yeah. about this movie? Let's do it. Uh, this was directed by Richard Donner and, as we've already said, written by Shane Black. Came out March 6, 1987. Has a runtime of about 109 minutes. Uh, the other guys gave this an 80%. Uh, IMDb gave it a 76 uh, had a box office of $120 million off of a $15 million budget, which is pretty good return. Didn't win any Academy Awards. It was actually nominated, though, for sound. Oh, I was going to say soundtrack. I didn't, I didn't write what was the next word with that, so it would I'm be sound, sound editing. editing. Yeah, but that's just the facts. I love it. Are you guys surprised that it didn't win any Academy Awards? I thought, you know, probably Best Picture, but I uh, it's snubbed. I, I sort of missed. I, I was just looking something up at the time. Uh, what what did it do in the box office? $120 million off of a $15 million budget. That's not bad. Yeah. I, I would have thought it would have done better. I think the later ones were bigger in box office, probably. 
because um, I know like toward the middle of the franchise they were it was a it was a very successful mm-hmm. franchise. I mean, so much so that it was recently made into a uh, TV series. Oh yeah, who was in that? Uh, so it was uh, Marlon Wayans. Oh yeah, he was. I assume Murtaugh. He was Murtaugh, and I forget who they switched. Uh, the Riggs at first was a, a no-namer, and then in the second season, they just switched Riggs out. Like, they gave some BS explanation for it. Like, I, I don't really understand how or why, but they switched Riggs out for Sean William Scott. Wait, so, like, he was still playing Riggs? Yeah, They yeah. just changed the actor? They just changed the actor. Ah, I hate when shows do that. Yeah. I love it when movies named Harry Potter do that. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Who? Dumbledore. Oh, yeah, well, he died. They can't. Yeah. They can't stop that. Yeah, dude. Uh, spoiler alert for next week or whenever it comes out. But we're gonna see that guy. That in uh, Michael. Forgiven. Michael Gambone. No. Uh, Richard, oh, Richard oh Harris. yeah. Oh, Richard. The dead one. <laughs> Got it. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of uh, the, the dearly departed, it's a weird transition. But um, we'd plan. I'd plan. You know, uh, nominating this episode couple of while ago, ago yeah um but we're actually recording this uh just a week after richard darn the director just passed away yeah we were actually going to have him on as a guest yeah and and then this happened this happened yeah. i have something to tell you he's not dead he just didn't want to hang out <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, he just told us he that? faked his death yeah he had his people tell us <laughs> how did you learn that he texted me on the side oh, oh. So he's <laughs> he's like, like, he was I, hanging I, out with Donnie. He and, <laughs> he, and, Donnie. He, he and Jake have a friendship contract. You, don't you mean <laughs> Danny? <laughs> Danny? <laughs> Sorry. I like to make names off a little bit just so they know I don't really care Donny about Donnie Osmond or something? Or? Like you're, you're, you're hanging out with Donnie and Danny, and you just call them Donnie and Donnie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, so let's, let's jump into this movie a little bit. We've talked... Wait. Is Donnie Richard Donner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah, just call, call him Donnie. Donnie. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, okay. you know what? I, I don't, I don't Maybe know why. Maybe that's why he didn't want to get on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, why like, can't you just I call me Richard? I a nickname for his last name. <laughs> <laughs> can't even call him Richie. <laughs> <laughs> we Sorry, do that with you, though. We call you, like, Coos. Do you? I do. Huh. I guess I don't pay attention to what you call me. Yeah. I, if you speak, I just assume it's at me, and I go for it. Yeah, mostly because I'm putting you on the spot. <sighs> oh, yeah. yeah, Jake, can you take a drink of water real quick? Yeah, hold on, hold on. So, Jake, the <laughs> <laughs> I thought about doing an actual spit take there, but I remembered we were in my house <laughs> <laughs> and not doing video. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> would have been so worth it though. I probably should have done it. Can we do it again? Yeah, let's go ahead and do a retake. All Jake, right. go ahead and take a drink. So Jake, the <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, dude. For you guys that can't see it, I spit all over my floor. Yeah, <laughs> and he was facing away from the mic, so you probably didn't hear. Well, it. I didn't want to like I didn't want to short out any of the equipment all over the table. It might have been worth it. I'm just glad. Well, you then they never would have heard it. Spit taken my face. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> So, Zach, you said you really enjoyed this. Like, what? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if really I'd say. It. Zach stands really Lethal Weapon. You said this is going to be your second perfect movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Out of, out of all the Lethal Weapon fans in the world, you are the top. <laughs> it's true, yeah. So, with giving this a perfect score, like, <laughs> what, what is it about this movie that deserves such high esteem? Um, I think I feel like this movie is just firing on all cylinders. Like, the cinematography is, is point. perfect. Like. Yeah. We were doing some trivia that uh, this movie they study in film schools. Mm. Um, I'm pretty this sure. And Back to the Future, they're perfect scripts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is the movie that Christopher Nolan watched as a kid and and said like, I want to do that one day. Yeah, and that's when he decided to make Interstellar. Mm-hmm. That's when he decided I'm gonna make Interstellar. <laughs> I'll make these other four movies, five movies first, but I will make yeah, just well, as practice. He yeah. needed to make those other five movies just to get an introduction to McConaughey. Right. That's right. true. Yeah. yeah. It was he, all knew part of the plan. he knew he would need McConaughey. Uh because Mel Gibson was crazy at that point. Yeah. Originally Mel Gibson was supposed to be in Interstellar. 
but he knew that he was going to be crazy and he was going to axe that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally think he probably would have been better than McConaughey as the lead as Interstellar. That's probably like Interstellar's only like lack, lack, lacking is uh, yeah. the main actor. Yeah, I know, so. I know we're not talking about. <laughs> I think you're, uh, you're having a hard time holding back your laughter <laughs> on that one. So I don't. How do we all rate Interstellar? W- w- let's rate it. I, I give it like a three. Yeah, I I put it on par with There Will Be Blood. I'd give it an eight <laughs> if Riggs was the main character. Yeah, not Mel Gibson, but Riggs. I think Riggs, that's the thing. Riggs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like if I actually heard they were in the same universe. Oh, did you? Yeah. Just just like Lethal the regular weapon, world. Lethal Weapon and uh, Interstellar. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> Zach's like, I don't know where to go. <laughs> I was trying to find a common thread. Zach, Zach did not yes and that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh no I I would probably give Interstellar a four but I feel like it could have been a ten if Richard Donner had directed it yeah mm. if it obviously it was starring Mel Gibson yeah of course and if yeah. Eric Clapton did the soundtrack yeah I feel like I would have preferred it if Roland Emmerich did it yeah I mean that we, makes sense that, for you that tracks yeah. yeah like there wasn't enough poor there wasn't directing. enough. Li- yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, isn't Clapton canceled now? I th- uh, oh, because he's anti-vax. Yeah, he's like big anti-vax oh, now. I didn't know that. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, getting like a back actually to, back, actually back. <laughs> uh, one of the things that like I kind of found super interesting uh, about this was some of the overlaps with Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, so Gibson and Willis were each considered for each other's roles in those movies. They were made a year apart. Uh, so uh, Bruce Willis uh, turned down playing Riggs in this movie. And uh, in pre-production, Mel Gibson turned down playing John McClane in Die Hard. Uh, and it, it was even kind of funny, like down to the point where like the gun that Riggs and McLean use is the exact same prop. And it was retired after John McLean used it in the original Die Hard. And so like there's a lot of like funny overlap between these two movies. What do you what do you think, like having reviewed Die Hard, how do you feel like Lethal Weapon stacks up against that? Since they're like similar movies, where it's like mm-hmm. it's yeah. a dumb action movie from the eighties, uh, sort of. I mean, Die Hard isn't really a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, what, what was the limo driver's name in Die Hard? It, I don't think any of us are going to remember his <laughs> they name. They are both Christmas movies, though. They are. That's both, true. That's true. They're, that's both a, they're both movies. Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh, Christmas cop movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I personally like with Die unbelievable Hard a more. with unbelievable terrorist plots. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I I can't remember why. Like uh, I know that I enjoyed Die Hard more. I I don't really remember why, but I I remember some specifics of to why I think that Die Hard might be a little bit better. I think a big one is I think Die Hard just has a better villain. Yeah. Um, totally. I don't remember the villain's name. It was Alan Gruber. Yes. I think that he was just a really fun villain to watch. I didn't think the villains in, in Lethal Weapon were really anything special. And I actually remember at one point, I feel like there was... Because we, we see a little snippet of the villains at the very beginning of Lethal Weapon. I think some random like drug dealer comes in. Yeah, yeah. And then the main guy has... Gary Busey burn his hand yeah. for some reason. And then we don't see any of the villains for like another almost like hour. Yeah. And I kind of forgot that they even existed. Right. Like as Murtaugh and Riggs are like developing their yeah, investigating and like uncovering clues. Like I was kind of like thinking we still don't know anything. We don't have any idea who's behind this. And then they show the villains and I remember like, oh yeah, we actually have been introduced to them. I completely forgot about both of them. Yeah. That was my biggest beef with the movie was I feel like I like the villain like I didn't know why any of this was happening and I don't feel like I ever got an answer you know like the villain it just it was like bad guys doing bad things but I didn't even know what their goal was I didn't know what they did you know like they they got they were into just that, heroin dealers 
Oh, okay. It, it seemed like there was something more to it, though. Like, and they're like, you don't know. They're so big, you can't handle it. And they've got all these helicopters, <laughs> and and I felt like there was something. Like they were gonna say, oh, like they have this crazy goal. And then at the end of the movie, I was like, why did they do any of this? I, yeah, I just I, just for the lulls. Okay. I did like the scene where uh, Joshua just kept saying, "We have a shipment coming in." Yeah. And he was like, "Just call it heroin." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was legitimately that was funny. funny. Yeah. yeah. Just what is it with you people? Just call it heroin. Yeah, but no, I I think Hans Gruber was a way more fun uh, villain, and I like how contained Die Hard was. Yeah, and I I felt like uh, watching John McClane um, was a little bit more exciting because it felt like the odds were a little bit stacked against him. Totally, you know, and he was kind of trapped in this situation that he didn't even expect to find himself in, and wasn't like like Riggs is like a trained lethal weapon. He's yeah. a special forces. Where John McClane was just a cop. He's he just, was a, just cop. a New York City cop. He's not choking guys out with his thighs, right. you know, yeah. when he's chained up. Right, right, um, right. But I mean, I, they were pretty similar to each other, and yeah. I had fun with both. Yeah. Uh. It I I think I agree with you on this movie. I think I like the original Die Hard better than the original Lethal Weapon. I think I like the sequels of Lethal Weapon way more than I like the sequels of Die Hard, though. Yeah. Um, Die maybe, Hard three was maybe decent. with the exception of Die Hard three when Sam him and Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Uh, like that. I mean, that is like the buddy cop. Like it is the most analogous to interesting Lethal Weapon. Um. At, at the time, did people feel like Die Hard Three was maybe ripping off Lethal Weapon? I don't really know. I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. And and it's different enough because Samuel Jackson's character in Die Hard Three is not a cop. No, he's, he's like a business owner. Yeah, he's a, oh, interesting. He's an unwilling civilian. Gotcha. Okay, uh, so probably not then. Yeah. Yeah. Unwilling partner. Um, which I guess Murtaugh is in this. He's an unwilling yeah. partner. <laughs> I did notice though that Joe Pesci is in. He's in the, the sequels. The sequ- all of the sequels. Yeah. All of the Lethal Weapon sequels. Yeah, I like Joe Pesci. It's yeah. kind of a bummer oh, that we didn't get him in this one. He's hilarious. He's one of the better too. parts. He's yeah. he's one of the better parts. And then in the fourth one, uh, we have Chris Rock as well. Okay. And Chris Rock and Joe Pesci are constantly bouncing off each other. And like I said, the fourth one jumps the shark. It is totally ridiculous, but it is the funniest one. Like Die Hard 5. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. I don't remember the actual There's so many sequels. I haven't seen Die Hard any with of a Vengeance. Die Hard 5, he's, he jumps on, Live free or die hard. a jet. Live free or die hard. Yeah. On the outside of a jet. Yeah. It didn't that happen in like Mission Impossible? Yeah, but that one was it's a, plane. a little bit more. It was a plane, but it was a little bit more believable because uh, like. Ethan Hunt is actually like does all that kind of crazy stuff all the time. This guy's just a regular cop. Yeah, and this John one... McClane is still just a New York City cop. And John McClane jumps from the ground. <laughs> oh, so he he's like, he's like the Hulk, he, he, like just launching. Yeah, basically, yeah. he runs off of a crumbling freeway overpass yeah. onto an F sixteen. That's like pretty that. awesome. <laughs> the freeway overpass is like collapsing, and he's like sliding down the street, <laughs> and he like then just catapults his legs off and lands on this jet and holds on for dear life. That was after, by the way, he jumped a car uh, over a ramp to kill a helicopter what a cool movie yeah it really yeah. is also justin long is in it so that's cool i guess it's like the transformers <laughs> i feel like that makes it less cool <laughs> it, it's it's like transformers when he rides the dinosaur yeah like it's so stupid and weird that it's kind of fun i'm that sorry i've only seen the first transformers are you telling me there's dinosaurs in well the transformers there's, there's robot dinosaurs in the transformers movies oh, okay. and this is like Transformers four, five. Yeah, four or four five. Or five. And there's yeah. a, there's a scene where Optimus Prime, he's he's on the back of a Robo T Rex, <laughs> and then he takes a huge <laughs> sword, just the biggest sword you've ever seen in your life, and he spanks its butt, <laughs> like like he's like <laughs> spurring <laughs> on a horse, <laughs> and then it breathes fire and runs away. I will say though, Jake, Live Free or Die Hard also has your biggest man crush, Timothy Olyphant. Timothy Olyphant. I love him. <laughs> Isn't he in one of the Transformers too? I don't think so. No, I think that was Josh Duhamel. Oh, okay. Who are, like, to be honest, very similar. Like, I think Josh Duhamel is like a poor man's Timothy Oliphant. Oh, that's right. He's like the army guy. 
Yeah. Maybe yeah. I would say that Timothy Oliphant is like a poor man's Josh Duhamel. You shut your would mouth. You? <laughs> <laughs> would you, though? Only to Jake, I would say oh, that. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Zach and I have had have had Twitter beef over Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. Let's settle this. Who, who I want to hear from the tots. Who, who's hotter? <laughs> Brad Pitt? Or, or Timothy Oliphant. I, I feel like you a lot of... You have to go <laughs> off of the pictures that I tweeted to Zach. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I so feel... Here's the thing. You have to just type uh, Timothy Oliphant hot and Brad Pitt ugly. <laughs> now, yeah. now, we have to, now you have to say the story. Yeah. James. So Zach tweeted that uh, Brad Pitt was the hottest guy in Hollywood after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I said that Brad Pitt is not even the hottest guy in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because Leo and Timothy Oliphant were in it. Uh, and then we went back and forth, and then I tweeted a picture where I Googled uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, young, handsome, Timothy Oliphant, handsome, and then Brad Pitt, ugly. And I, <laughs> and I tweeted three pictures at him, and I think I won. You know? No, and then I came back with uh, pictures of Brad Pitt, young and handsome, that blew your pictures of Leo and Timothy out of the water. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I will feel have like to check the I feel like a good amount of our tots will, will hear this and say, oh, yeah, Brad Pitt, I know who that is, and Timothy Oliphant, who's that? Just, uh, you know, go watch Justified. or Yeah, or, that or show that so many people heart. know. Or The yeah. Mandalorian. That's true. He is in The Mandalorian. I'm hoping we see him in season three. Go watch him take his pants off on Conan. Oh. Hmm. Well, we might have to edit that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, was it was on, on TBS. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little mature for our audience. Right. Isn't Conan off the air now? He, he's uh, moving uh, to HBO. Oh. oh, he is. So he, I don't know if he's doing the same show, but he's 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 stopping the TBS show and starting some HBO show. Oh, oh, I so he, he was just retiring. Yeah, everyone was talking like that. He's like done, and they're so sad. But he's yeah, not. That's, that's why that's I looked into. Unwilling it. to pay for HBO, so they and their is done. All these celebrities. HBO's ten dollars <laughs> like, a month that's now. That's so expensive. I can't afford <laughs> ten bucks. Jeez, I didn't realize Tyler is in the top one percent of the world. Oh, I, oh yeah, he I, can yeah. Tyler it. provides you're, HBO yeah, to everyone. You're so lucky. Yeah, apparently I am. Tyler eats nothing but peanut butter and jelly sandwiches just so he can have just HBO. Just to afford HBO. Just so he can see Conan. <laughs> <laughs> he knew. Years ago, he knew that Conan would be on HBO. And watch Newsroom for the 30th time. I also realize this is probably an unpopular opinion. I don't like Conan O'Brien. I, I don't think he's funny. I think he's ridiculous. I hate every time I watch his show. <laughs> I've never watched like the Conan talk show because I'm just not a talk show guy. But I've listened to his podcast sometimes uh, when like somebody's on it that I like, and I I enjoy him there. Yeah, I think I'm just not really a talk show guy. I'll the the talk show that I enjoy the most, honestly, is Hot Ones. Yeah, that's the only that's one funny. I like. I love Hot Ones. Yeah. And I Maybe think we Sean do a Hot Ones episode of RP. Maybe. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea. You know what? Actually, I, the talk show I enjoy the most is the Eric Andre show, though. Okay, yeah, that's a really great one. I also really like Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Space Ghost Coast to Coast is fire. Yeah, but I do just want to say I I do legitimately think Sean Evans is a really great interviewer. Oh yeah, I I mean like I aspire to be as good at something as Sean Evans. Shout is out to in, Sean Evans. I feel like if he's you're listening. I feel like Sean he's Evans very awkward, but I don't, I don't I don't hold it against him. But like when he's asking questions, I I he, I feels like he's reading off of a script. Probably which because his mouth is on fire. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's pretty he's, impressive. He's focused on other things at yeah. the moment. He's focused on uh, how bad his b hole is about to feel after. <laughs> he's <laughs> got to be used to it by now. Tyler and I actually went back and watched one of his very early ones, and he was feeling the heat. Oh yeah, it was and hard. Like, on compared him. to now, like it's, I think he's like burned his tongue so much that he doesn't feel it as much yeah. anymore. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so uh, getting back to Lethal Weapon a little bit. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm super good with us. I, I've I've loved this whole conversation. We've kind of exhausted. Kinda wanna, uh, like, keep. Oh, I had one more thing to talk about for yeah, Lethal Weapon. Bring it up. Uh, Gary Busey has never looked less like Gary Busey to me. Yeah, well, that was actually what I wanted to bring up was Gary Busey. Uh, so, like, just such a, a, a like, like Zach said, like garbage villain in this. But it cracked me up in uh, 96. Gary Busey uh, said in an interview that he was really grateful for Lethal Weapon because he felt like it revived his failing career. And I think he was very wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what uh, what's I'm, Gary Busey been if, in lately? If we can't think of it, that means that it didn't revive it. I mean, the only thing I can think of uh, after that, I'm pretty sure it was after that, was Point Break. Yeah. 
I've heard that Gary Busey is a little bit insane. You've heard? Uh, Have well, you like, not seen him at no, all? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I've just like I've heard stories of like people seeing him in public and like yeah. like they're on a plane with him and then they're like, oh, cool, Gary Busey, and they're like, oh man, Gary Busey needs to stop talking right now. <laughs> like he just won't shut up. <laughs> I mean, everything I've ever seen him in on like YouTube or interviews or anything like that, he's insane. Like talking to other like people on the plane or just uh, to nothing. I think to other people on the plane, but he just like won't. Have you ever like sat next to somebody on a plane and they wouldn't stop talking to you? Uh, and just imagine that person is crazy Gary, Gary Busey. Busey. Yeah, yeah, Gary Busey's just crazy and lonely. So, do you think when uh, when he burnt his hand in this movie that that wasn't scripted? Yeah, <laughs> I think he actually did it. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, give me the letter. But they actually had to like he just kept holding it there. They actually had to do a cut. And like force him to stop burning himself. <laughs> yeah. And then like had to like edit in the pulling away so, of the flame. Someone else's hand. Yeah. Because yeah. like he just really liked the feeling. <laughs> he just he just needed to feel something. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So uh, Gary Busey, uh, Mr. Joshua, and Riggs are sort of like the the main. <laughs> Is his uh, name enemies. Mr. Joshua? That's his. That's, that's what, what he tells people. That's what he tells him. people to call him, Mr. <laughs> I Joshua. Just, I love that. Yeah, Mr. Joshua. That's, and that's what yeah, every everyone calls. I him mean, Mr. we can Joshua. call you that from now on if you want. <laughs> I'll no, call you I Mr. Joshua. <laughs> yeah, call me Mr. Joshua. Actually, not Mr. Zach. No, Mr. Joshua. Okay. Jake, what do you want your name to be? Uh, probably Mr. Lord of the Dance. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Lord. Yeah. It's a little strange. Mr. Dance. Mr. Dance. Mr. Lord's a little too personal. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lord is my father. <laughs> um, but it cracked me up. Uh, we were reading a little bit about this movie uh, before we started recording. And in order to like create more animosity uh, between Gary Busey and... Oh, Mel yeah. Gibson, we need to explain the joke from 40 minutes I, ago. I've been thinking about it this whole time. Like, I'm I need glad to you remembered. To uh, so in order to create more animosity between the actors to like play out better on screen... Richard Donner just kept telling Mel Gibson and Gary Busey privately that the other one had eaten the last waffle at breakfast that morning. Like, he would just take the waffles, I guess. And then Gary Busey would be like, oh, dang it, there's no more waffles. And then Donner would be like, Gibson ate the last one. (laughs) And then, like, would just flip that back on each other. Classic Donnie. (laughs) Do you think that he ever, like, at the end of production, you think he told them? Or do you think there's a very real possibility that to this day... Like Mel Gibson is walking around his house and thinking, man, Gary Busey always ate my waffles. I think that's exact. I think that's what drove each of them respectively crazy. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. So Donnie has told them now countless times, like, look, I was doing it. I was behind it. They don't believe him now. They don't believe him now, yeah. He you see, in his will. the manipulation just worked too well. Yeah. It was Inception. What, What did he put in his will, Scott? Ah, that he just wanted them to both know that he's the one who did it. Okay. It you, wasn't like a, you get... Oh, it wasn't actually, a big he saved, he saved He saved all the waffles. waffles. <laughs> he saved all the waffles and he gave them each half. Enjoy because. these 40-year-old waffles. <laughs> yeah. Bequeathed them their waffles. That's actually how it came out and how everyone found out was because he just let waffles to both the guys. Okay, I am genuinely curious. Like, am I wrong in thinking that this movie gets to a point where it's just overly ridiculous and the end is just like ridiculous thing after ridiculous thing. I, I It is. It is, but I, I would say that it sets itself up for all of that ridiculousness so early that sure. like it's it for me it's just a natural like progression. It doesn't feel like it takes a hard left turn somewhere. Okay. There was a point where I was like, man, what's going on? When, like, they were just doing the craziest stuff, and then cops would stop them. And then, like, they're just showing, like, you just apparently show, like, a toy store badge to any cop. It's like, I'm a cop. It's fine. And then just keep going. Like, Mel's running through the streets with his shirt open and the biggest gun I've ever seen. (laughs) And he just, like, flashes, uh, like, what apparently is his badge. Not enough time to look at it. And the cops just kind of just let him do his thing. Carry on. They also don't, like, help him. They don't call for badge. 
backup. They're just like, okay, I'm going to keep doing what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do my cop stuff. You I'm going to your cop I'm going to keep walking my beat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to finish writing this parking ticket while you are clearly in some sort of shootout. Yeah. Uh, also, like, same kind of thing with, like, the the jumper on the roof. Oh, yeah. When he, like, walks up and he's like, who are you, man? And he's like, Riggs, homicide. Like, why? What? what is a homicide detective <laughs> yeah. doing there? And the, he's just like, cool, man. Like, this is about to be a murder. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, pre-cog. Like, I, I get that, like, there's probably been urban legends about Riggs and how he's crazy. But I, I didn't understand how throughout the movie... Like, Murtaugh is, like, having completely normal conversations with Riggs, and they're, like, doing their job together, and then Murtaugh would just be like, are you really crazy? Like, he just kept questioning if he was really crazy, and it's like, he's not. Like, you're having normal conversations with him. Well, but he is crazy. Like but he's not really he's that like, crazy. He's just, like, a little, un like... He's cop crazy. Like, he's crazy... He's unhinged. He, he's unhinged. He's crazy in a way that, like, I wouldn't want him as a partner. I, I get that. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want him as a partner Jumping either. But the buildings. way that he, like, I, I thought that Murtaugh, like, wondered if he, like, was, like, clinically crazy. Well, but no, no, no. That, that So, like, Riggs early on, like, was talking about, like, everyone's wondering, like, if, like. You have a death wish. If I have a yeah. death wish or if I'm just pretending in order to collect psych pension. Oh, maybe so I. So that's what Riggs was like. Maybe I forgot or, that like, part. Or, or that's what Murtaugh it. was like. Like, is, are, is this all some like scam? Act. Some act to try oh, and get? Got it. Like that makes pay. a little bit more sense. Yeah, well, that was gotcha. the. That was the. Are you really crazy? That was what it was. Also, is is it like significant that like Riggs? brought a dog to Christmas at the end of the movie? Like it, it, it was from the beginning of the movie. He had the dog. Remember? Oh, yeah. But I, it that's was just only his thing. only friend. Up until I forgot. Like it, I forgot. Okay, like I forgot that he had the dog at the beginning of the yeah. movie. So when it showed up at the end, I was just like, "What is this? Like going to be a, a thing in the next movies or something?" That's his like, love interest. <laughs> that's <laughs> the dog. Yeah, that's his. Yeah. No, I mean the, he has the dog throughout all four movies. Yeah. And like the dog really is one of his only friends in the world, other than Murtaugh. Yeah. So that's that's it. It's just his only friend. It kind of reminded me of Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Living in the trailer yeah. with oh, his totally. dog. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's exactly the, the, Except the his vibe. his dog had a little more screen time. Brad Pitt's did? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. And played a bigger role. Yeah. yeah. This dog had about as much screen time as Mel Gibson's ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> At what point in um, the academy do they teach uh, cadets to handcuff yourself to someone standing on a a roof and jump off it's the same week that they train you to uh handcuff two women to a tree around a tree yeah <laughs> but to each other like you have two pairs of handcuffs <laughs> you and you you you'd use one per person like one link per person <laughs> like that like just i didn't that you didn't want them to run away yeah but if you, you could surely just wrap them around separate poles you know yeah. like there were a lot <laughs> yeah, of small could, trees there were yeah, a lot of pillars could. also they could get their arms each around that one tree yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of there were a lot of options that weren't what he did. He was just sticking that. to the book, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's what they trained him in the academy in Shadow I, Company. I think my <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my favorite exchange in the movie was between uh, the captain and uh, the the. I assume she's a doctor, but I don't know. They're oh. talking about if he's crazy. So like, are you sure you're one hundred percent sure he's crazy? And then she's like, ah. And then they're like, okay, cleared for duty. <laughs> so <laughs> cleared she's, for duty. <laughs> she's also like a recurring character throughout all the movies. She's like the department shrink. And Riggs and Murtaugh are just always giving her the worst time. Like she has the worst job ever. Well, I think the captain was giving her such a hard time. She's like, like, we can't do this. And he's like, no. Are you a thousand percent sure? Like, <laughs> and let, if he kills himself, then we'll know I'm wrong. Then we'll know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also thought that. Like when, because the the first woman who dies is a daughter of that one guy who Hunt was, Zucker. yeah, like Murtaugh's Vietnam buddy who was in Shadow Company. No, 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 they were just in special forces of some kind. No, but that other guy was in Shadow Company, right? No, he was not in Shadow Company. So then, why'd they kill him? Uh, because he was like he was in on the drug deal. 
Oh, so he like worked with the Shadow Company. N- he didn't. He. Uh, they found him after the war. They found him after the war. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. But uh, I I felt like during his uh, daughter's wake. Yeah. Was the worst possible time that they could go and like get information from him. Yeah. I, While yeah. he's drinking milk. And no, 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 he's no, drinking no, no. eggnog. eggnog. Oh, that was eggnog. the best part. Straight I, from the carton. Straight from the carton. I, I, I had never thought about this before, but watching it this time, I was like, who brings eggnog to a funeral? Like, yeah. He <laughs> no, there were even... so many cartons of eggnog <laughs> yeah, there. He picked up one of like 15 <laughs> cartons. <laughs> like that eggnog was to be served at the funeral. And he wasn't even at his... Fu- like he was completely separate from the funeral. Yeah, the funeral was like happening down on yeah, the Yeah, like they weren't even waiting for the dad. <laughs> and he was like up in the yeah the window viewing drinking area. eggnog being interrogated. <laughs> He's well, like, just get, get started. I'll catch up. <laughs> yeah. from a it was that was just one of the weirdest scenes. Well, while Riggs is like pacing outside in an orange windbreaker, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like completely conspicuous. <laughs> no one questions why he's there. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. It is perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. It's a 10 out of 10. I think you can see why Christopher Nolan, like why this inspired him to make Interstellar. Yeah, I I can see. I can see the direct lines, like Mm -hmm. plot lines in Interstellar. I'm like, okay. Like everyone says that like Christopher Nolan ripped off 2001 A Space Odyssey, but it's like, no, you idiot. It's lethal lethal weapon. weapon. Yeah. (laughs) I I will say, though, this is one of those. Almost a shot for shot. Yeah. This is one of those movies, though, that, like, I don't know what you guys think, but for me, this is one of those times where it's, like, movie and film really becomes a distinction for me. <laughs> yeah. Because I love this movie. Like, as a movie, it's a fun time. Like, you know, like, I, I really love it and could watch it. I, I Like I said, I like the other ones more, but I could watch this again and again. But it is not a good film. Uh, and, and, you know, like, I was – I have another movie podcast – if anyone's listening, Wait, you're that you're on? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I was, I was gonna say, betrayal. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was gonna say I have another one that I listen to. There's a really great one called Real Blend. If anyone wants more movie podcasts to listen to, um, no, only listen to this one. Yeah, this seems like, uh, this seems like. Can we bleep all this? It's called Real Blend. Yeah. R e e l. Real. Oh, like movie a real, real movie. Anyways, they were, <laughs> they were. Gosh. <laughs> they were uh they were talking about Richard Donner because he just passed away and they were talking about their favorite movies and a lot of them talked about how Lethal Weapon was this beloved movie of theirs like yeah. people really love this movie oh yeah and think that it like kind of set the stage for a lot of like buddy cop movies you mm-hmm. know and, and a lot of movies going forward can I say though speak like speaking of this as a movie and as a film or whatever I think that this ends uh with one of the worst shot fight sequences I have ever seen like that fist fight it, I, it was so confusing I I didn't know what was going on I feel like it was just shot poorly yeah so Richard Donner in particular or, or maybe it was Shane Black it, I actually I take it back I think it was Shane Black in particular really wanted this to be shot very uniquely like he didn't want it to look like any other fight scene in any other movie and so they employed a lot of like really like wrong lighting techniques where like they're shooting like really hard light mostly from behind so they're like silhouetted and they're shooting through water so it's super refracted and like with really like aggressive shaky handheld type camera um in order to create like a super unique fight scene um where you do like you don't know who's on who's coming out on top at any moment in time in this uh and and i don't know i f- I, I hear you i i think i agree with you but for me that's probably the most like are like actually like impressive cinematic moments is the fight scene at the end it really did not play for me i was like what uh, uh, and i like I, it wasn't even like i don't know who's gonna win it's like i don't know who's doing what right 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 uh, you know and I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. I will say it's. It feels super aggressively different from the rest of the movie, and so I think it doesn't work in because of that. Like I think if the whole movie was shot in like the similar type of way, it would make a lot of sense. But it doesn't fit the movie. Yeah, Jake. How did you feel about them like hugging each other at the end when they both shot 
like in like a spooning <laughs> position. That was that was the funniest part of the movie. <laughs> like, when they finally came together, when they're they're just like they just leave him there, and then he 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 just grabs a gun, and then they're all they just they're so confident, perfect aim, blow him away, and then they just like cuddle. Loved it. Yeah, I I love that that he's like Mel Gibson's face is buried in Danny Glover's chest, or Riggs's face is buried in Murtaugh's chest. And Murtaugh reacts, and, and Gibson or, or Riggs just feels like him react and just knows instinctively that there's a guy behind him with a gun. He needs to turn around and shoot him. Yeah, They're, they're good cops, you know? Flawless movie. I will say, I actually really do love, on a storyline, the very end of the movie. I love that he, like, gives Murtaugh the bullet, or gives it to yeah. the daughter, and says, give this to your dad. It's a Christmas present. And she says, it's a bullet. And he says, he'll know. He'll mm-hmm. know what it means. I thought that was really cool, like, from a story perspective of, like... Like he's telling him to kill himself for his <laughs> yeah, birthday. Yeah, right. No, it's You're too like old. A, it's just like... A, I thought it was a really, like... It was clever. It was a really clever way to let the audience know that Riggs is going to be okay. Yeah. And you know uh, that all this other traumatic stuff fit, fixed his other trauma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's interesting that like I cuz I agree I think that is clever, but it it came out of one of the like other failure scenes for me which was his like suicide moment and it happened like 5 minutes into the movie yeah. where I didn't know who he was or why I was supposed to care that he was about to kill himself or what was making him kill himself. Right. I think like, it was, all of this. It was after that scene that I texted Jake and said this is rough. Yeah. It's funny uh, that you bring that scene up. Uh, so Mel Gibson decided to load that gun with a blank when he was like pointing it at his head and holding it in his mouth. And like, no joke, a blank at that range would have absolutely still killed him. So he was he was playing with a loaded gun in that movie or in, in this movie. He didn't run that by anybody. Like, I, I'm sure someone had to sign off on it, but yeah. Wild. Yeah. In order to like portray more convincingly like the fear of killing yourself because he could have actually killed himself. That's some Jared Leto level stuff right there. <laughs> that is some Jared Leto level stuff right there. Whoa, dude. Devotion to craft. Shout out uh, future Bummer Summer uh, episode coming, dropping soon. Requiem. It's Dro- coming for soon. you. We're watching Ben Wyatt's Requiem for a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Stand in the place where you live. How can it not be longer? (laughs) I think it goes, stand in the place where you... (laughs) That's right. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Oh, man. All right, well, let's... uh, What do you say we bring this one home? Unless anyone has any... Actually, uh, I actually want to do, if you guys have any, I want to do recast. Since this movie did get remade into a tv show actually i i kind of if we if you guys have them i want to hear favorite lines because i feel like there are some good ones oh yeah we'll we'll do both at the same time so if you have stuff we'll just jump in i'll jump in first i think will smith martin lawrence move it to florida (laughs) dude what would you call it bad boys maybe what would you play the bad boys song Bad boys, bad, bad boys. boys. What, what you gonna, gonna do? Plays out, plays out. <laughs> All right, Zach, you obviously have one. What's your favorite line, or what's one of the lines that? Uh, I really liked. I'm gonna butcher it, but I I really liked when um, Murtaugh says something like, "I've been driving since before you were an itch in your <laughs> dad's pants." <laughs> that, you nailed like it. That, that was the line. <laughs> I I really like that, and I really like when uh when. Joshua thinks he killed uh, Riggs and he shot him and he was wearing like a bulletproof vest, I think. Yeah. And Murtaugh goes like, any higher, you would have been dead. And he's like, any lower, I would have been a soprano. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That was another one that I really liked. And then I I think I really, I think my favorite was probably like, just call it heroin. Yeah. (laughs) That was my favorite. Yeah. I I would say for me, uh, I I agree with Jake. One of my favorite, especially rewatching it this time, one of my favorite lines was the... uh, uh, just hate him back. It works for me. Yeah, uh, I, it's gonna. St- that's that image of him is gonna stick with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> I feel like that was just Mel Gibson talking, yeah, and he yeah. forgot that they were shooting. He forgot that they were shooting. <laughs> like I he also, hates God. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I also really like when because uh, Jesus is Jewish, right? Yeah, and he was like, ah, now I have to make Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I really. <laughs> 
Like it's just an obligation. Yeah, it was an obligation because <laughs> he because he talked about hating God in this movie. To a to a tone. It was it was his Catholic guilt yeah. that drove him to. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I also really like, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's really the line or if it's just the moment, but, uh, I just, I've always thought it was really funny when after, uh, Murtaugh invites Riggs over for dinner and they go up and, and they're on his boat talking about the case kind of a thing. And Riggs is leaving now. And, uh, he says, Murtaugh was like, all right, did we like solve anything? And he was like, well, we know three things. You don't know anything about boats. Uh, you like you're a lightweight, and your daughter smokes grass in the in the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I just thought like it was funny, but like I don't know, like that just seemed like such a real moment between two like friends, yeah. like after hanging out, that it just really like sold the characters for me. Yeah. Um, I really liked it a lot. As far as recast goes, I I really like. I really like these movies, obviously, and so I really like them in it. But if I were going to remake this today, um, I think I would want to have one of the Wayans brothers and okay. uh, the – what's his name? The guy, Jake something? Jake Johnson? Kuznicki. No, Jake Jake Johnson. Is that his name? The guy from oh, New Girl? From Let's Be Cops. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that was my joke. Was it was the Let's Be Cops? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Because <laughs> that's essentially this movie as well. Yeah. So uh, I don't have any favorite parts that uh, haven't been said yet, but I think I would pick if I was going to recast, probably Bruce Willis, and then maybe uh, oh gosh, De- Devoro White. Uh, who's he? What? What? He, he plays doing? Argyle in Die Hard. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> just, Is that the just, limo driver? That's the limo driver. <laughs> Got right. it. I feel like if I was gonna, uh, I will say uh, we're doing recasts, and I just want to say, uh, uh, R- Murtaugh was not written with any race in mind. Hmm. Uh, the casting director just really liked Danny Glover from A Color Purple, so it could be two white people. <laughs> You or know, two like, Asian people, like maybe or... if we did like Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah, okay, that would work. Or mm-hmm. or to to like uh, white guys from different sides of the pond. Like you could do uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, uh, Russell Crowe. Ooh yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, actually, I really like keeping Bruce Willis though. But I feel like instead of whoever played Argyle, I would have Bruce Willis with um, with Tracy Morgan. <laughs> or you know what the yeah, dad that, from family a, that, matters that, that would be that would be a funny movie yeah it could be like it really be funny more funny than yeah okay yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> any other well, that's also a movie guys called uh <laughs> yeah. uh what was that called right along right no 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 cop out no cop out you're right yeah. i'm sorry but i did just have another really good cast you should just have uh uh kevin hart in Uh-oh. the rock yeah yeah that would, be, that would work that could be really good too. All right, let's bring this one home. Uh, Jake, what would you rate this movie? I'm gonna give it a six point seven. Zach, probably a ten. We established it's perfect, right? Change it now. No, I I'd give it a uh, I'd give it a six point eight. I think I would give this movie. I'm I'm trying to like decouple my like personal attachment to the movie and just review it based on on its on its own merits. I might give this uh I might give this a seven flat. I already had mine typed in, just so you guys know. I I'm rating this one a six point eight as well. Nice. Nice. Um, so this that was a really close spread. Yeah. For yes. Us. Between six point seven to seven. This comes out to a sixty eight percent on Rotten Potatoes. Um uh, let me see where this one's standing. This is standing in. That's not right. It says it's in sixty third place. That's not how many episodes do we I have? Think, <laughs> I think you broke your algorithm. <laughs> Give me one moment. Uh, just as a reminder, the other guys gave this uh, an eighty. I think an eighty. Yeah. Yeah. So we were a little under. The other guys gave it an eighty. IMDb gave it seven point six. Yeah, All that's right. surprisingly high for IMDb. Honestly. I mean, it really is like I know, like it's it's ridiculous, but Zach's right. I mean, it really is a a beloved movie for a lot of people. 
Yeah, and I guess I didn't know. Maybe we talked about this on one of our episodes. I had no idea that, that those were user reviews on IMDb. Um, yeah. So this comes in at a 68%, which is the same thing we gave Tombstone. Okay. It's 1% above Blood Diamond. Ooh. Blood Diamond was only a, was a 67%. Uh, we might read it. <laughs> it lands itself 1% below Stand By Me. Okay. Mm. Um. This also rated higher than Bad Boys, Life Aquatic, Speed, Crash. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I think Crash was probably a better film than this, but... I would watch this before I'd watch Crash, for sure. Well, yeah, I would, too, because I enjoy this movie a lot. But I think Crash is, like, more on its merits, uh, like, has more going for it than this does. <laughs> like, the 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 uh, saxophone, in, like, when his daughter's talking to him in the tub, the sexy sax that comes out. Like, it's yeah. just, this movie's not well That sax <laughs> slapped. So this lands itself uh, as number 46 out of uh, 63 reviews so far. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I I do still love it, but it, it is not that well made. I think it's a, it's a good movie for what we're doing with this podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it definitely is, it deserves to have been done. Yeah. Well, and it's 100% a movie you absolutely should have seen. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I've seen it, and now that I know that it's not Naked Gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. And I do encourage you guys, watch the, watch the sequels. It, well, they're, I, they're, on, they're more fun. We might do yeah. season Season three is Buddy Cop season. <laughs> I'm watching all the Die Hard sequels. I guess there's only one Buddy Cop, Die Hard. <laughs> all the lethal weapons. Just throw it all in there. We'll do Bad Boys 4 and 3 and 2. Bad Boys 4, Bad Boys 4 isn't <laughs> even out order. yet. In descending order. <laughs> in descending order. Bad Boys 3 was called Bad Boys for Life, and I think that that's that's one of the most disappointing things in the world to me. (laughs) It should have been Bad Boys 3D and then Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. Bad Boys 4D for Life. (laughs) (laughs) But the two two number fours. Oh, yeah. Bad Boys 4D and then 4 Life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, uh, what are we watching? Uh, Who's up next week? What? Uh, we can do either Zach's movie or Jake's movie. So we'll do Zach's. We should do mine because you haven't watched Jake's movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you like if you're going to give it a bad rating, I want you to at least watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch it. All right, so Zach, what are we watching next week? So next week is going to be the culmination of Bummer Summer. Everything we're, we're finally through it. Everything I've been working towards. Ends with this, Requiem for a Dream. I don't feel like you've been working. I feel like we've been working because we've had to sit through it. I put a lot of thought into it, uh, and that's what I consider my work. I, this, <laughs> is, this is my life's work. It was a chore to sit down and watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, for you, maybe. Save, it, save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. Yeah, Re- Requiem for a Dream. You know, I, I wanted to go uh, in a different direction, but I had a lot of people just say, like, you know what, like, you guys need to do my all-time favorite movie, Requiem for a Dream. Can you guys do that? I watch it while I'm going to sleep at night. I would be surprised if this is anyone's favorite movie. It's my all-time favorite movie. I was, the, I was the person that, that Zach was talking about. He was whispering in my ears as I was announcing it. Do Requiem for a Dream. He was <laughs> whispering about a moving fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scott, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? I'm just really not looking forward to 